Friends, today is the second day of our retreat. I am very happy to see you all practicing, practicing well. This is how we have to practice Buddhism. This is how we uh, practice according to what the Buddha said. This is the way to follow the teaching of the Buddha. When we practice the teaching of the Buddha, there are three things, three steps to be practiced, three steps to be followed. Generosity, morality, meditation. So, meditation is very important. Without meditation, no one can find peace, permanent peace. No one can attain enlightenment without meditation. When when we meditate, as I said yesterday, there are two things, two uh, levels of meditation. Samatha meditation and Vipassana meditation. When practice Samatha, there are different objects for meditation, like recollection of the qualities of the Buddha, metta, uh, mindfulness of death, like that. Tonight, I would like to talk about metta. Metta is very important for our practice. Metta goes with mindfulness. Therefore, it is necessary to practice mindfulness and metta. So, when it is therefore important to understand what metta is and how metta is to be developed. So, tonight, our topic is metta. Metta means mitra, metta, friendliness. Metta means friendliness. Metta is the Pali term. Its Sanskrit term is mitra. Mitra is friend. The friends have sort of friendly attitudes. They have love each other. They have sort of love each other. Friendly, metta, mitra. Mitra or metta is a term for sun, for the sun. Sun means SU and sun. There are two suns, huh? SU and sun and SO and sun. Mitra or metta is a term for the sun, for the sun. Sun, 
gives us its radiance equally. No separate, no discrimination. Without any discrimination, sun gives its radiance to the world, to all beings equally. Just like that, metta is to be extended without any discrimination to all beings in the world. That is why it is called metta, mitra, friendliness. When, when extend metta, when we develop metta and extend metta, not only friendliness, there is love. So love and friendliness both together. Therefore, the term is, term metta is normally translated as loving friendliness. Loving friendliness. Love and friendliness both. Love, when you say love, there are three levels of, three different types of love. The, the, one, the first one is carnal love. Carnal love is like sex love. Lovers, they have love. Hmm? That is carnal love. And the second one is family love. In family, parents, children, siblings, we have sort of we, we love each other. That is the second level or second types of love. The third is selfless love. Selfless love is what is called metta. Boundless love. Immeasurable love. Limitless love. That is metta. So, three types of love. Carnal love, family love and selfless love. These are the three levels or three types of love. Love, metta, metta and prema. There are two terms. In the Buddhist text we find, we find two terms. Metta and prema. Both meaning love. But there is, there are, uh, there is a difference. The, when you say prema, prema is like carnal love or family love. It is family love. Not the, the boundless, limitless love, not metta. So metta is limitless. Like when you must have, sometime you have, you must have heard in the Bible, there is a saying, Love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. Here it means prema. It is translated as prema. That is not boundless love. Boundless love is metta, which is not in the Bible. It is only from the Buddhist Bible, if you want to say. Buddhist Bible. Huh? So, prema and metta are two different things. Because the difference is this. Buddha, in the Dhammapada, Buddha, <coughs> Buddha pointed out 
the difference prema the buddha said premato jayati shoko prema premato jayati shoka when you have prema love that love that kind of love it brings it springs sorrow and it springs fear premato jayati bayam premato jayati shoko premato jayati bayam so when you have prema you have fear you have sorrow those who completely free from prema prema no sorrow no fear that is how the buddha said so in from that we can understand that this what is called prema or prema and metta are two different things that is how we to understand the difference and then <clears throat> when we practice meditation meditation whatever samatha or vipassana meditation without metta is dry it is dry it is dull it's quite difficult we need metta like a metta like a balm you know like a cool cool in balm whenever we have a sort of dryness like difficulty if we can practice metta for some time then we can continue while you are practicing especially when you practice vipassana sometimes you feel that it is dry everything is dry then you to practice little bit metta then you can continue so metta and uh, mindfulness go together yeah, in the <coughs> karaniya metta sutta you know karaniya metta sutta means the metta sutta again metta sutta karaniya metta which we recited how we recite this every day karaniya metta sutta hmm? where the buddha said uh, etang satting aditya this mindfulness of metta uh, it is the metta sutta but there is mindfulness satti satting aditya satti satti is mindfulness etang satting aditya you want has to determine this mindfulness of metta so metta is to be developed and it is to be maintained there is in this in the metta sutta and again in a uh, in another discourse in samyukta nikaya kindred saints or the connected discourses where once a certain demon came to the buddha and the demon said sati matu sada badram satima sukha medati sati matu sue seyo sati mate sati matu sue seyo veracha parimunchati he says sati matu sue sukham seti now the one who is mindful he lives happily he is always good 
the mindful one is always good he lives happily he sleeps well and he has no anger if one is mindful but there the buddha said not only mindfulness not enough one should have <coughs> one should have metta also for the eradication of anger so it is difficult simply develop in mindfulness it is difficult to dissipate anger hatred for that one has to develop metta that is how the buddha said <coughs> now metta and karuna there are again two terms metta and karuna these two are quite some some people they use uh, interchangeably they use this but it is wrong these are two different things metta and karuna metta is loving friendliness karuna is compassion k a r u n a karuna karuna means compassion now when we talk about in you know better in chinese tradition you are talking about uh, kuangying kuangying posap ha huh? kuangying posap and there are again uh, some people say mile posa ha huh? mile posa and kuangying posa kuang ying posa means compassionate bodhisattva right compassionate compassion one that is wonderful compassion that is not metta that is karuna okay that is uh, the difference is this let's understand the difference first the difference between metta and karuna is this metta to extend metta you don't want to see people do you don't want to see any beings you can extend metta to all beings in the world because you can easily develop metta within you but to to develop karuna develop compassion you to see see beings karuna means compassion means you have sort of uh, thinking you you want when you see something someone is in trouble in a problem you want to take him you want to get him uh, get rid of him you want to help him him her any being you want to help that is the mentality that you have when you have karuna the buddha had karuna wonderful unparalleled karuna unparalleled unparalleled compassion through which the buddha every day morning buddha surveyed the whole world that is through his uh, compassion that is called mahakaruna it is not only karuna mahakaruna mahakaruna means great compassion which only the buddha had that great compassion so th- through this great compassion the buddha surveyed the whole world to see to understand to whom the buddha should help on that particular day so that is called karuna compassion so to karuna uh, to develop karuna one has to see 
someone is in trouble. Say for instance, while you are watching TV, you see that some people, some, some people are uh, affected, say flood or something, tsunami or something. Then you think, oh, why not I help them? Oh, how see, see these children, huh? they, are, they have no enough food, no enough drinks, clothing. Why don't we help? Let's collect some food and collect some uh, clothing, send them. Uh, that is because of not your metta. It is because of your karuna, compassion. So this is how you to understand the difference between metta and karuna. Metta and karuna are therefore two different things. Metta can be extended to all beings without seeing them. But, to, but in order to develop karuna, first we have to see something happening to some, some beings. Then the beings, when beings, when people or any beings are in troubles, then you have that mentality which is called karuna or compassion. So the Buddha has taught us to develop metta, karuna, not only metta, karuna, mudita and upekka, four things. Right? Four things. Metta, karuna, mudita, upekka. Metta is love and friendliness. Karuna is compassion. Mudita is uh, appreciative joy. Uh, upeka is equanimity. These four are to be developed and extend uh, other beings in the world to different uh, beings in the world. So these four are to be developed by Buddhist. Uh, metta, when developed, it gives abundance of uh, happiness, fruit. In the Metta Sutta, there is a Metta, there is a Sutta named Metta Sutta, where the Buddha said, when developed and cultivated this Metta, it brings you, it gives you eleven types of uh, benefits. Eleven benefits when you develop Metta. Let's understand the eleven benefits of Metta. The Buddha said, Sukhang Supati, ah, when, you de- when you develop, when you cultivate metta, love and friendliness, you can sleep well. Sukhang Supati, ah, those who have problem to sleep, this is the medicine. Ah, metta. Metta, love and friendliness. Extend love and friendliness to all beings. May all beings be well, happy and peaceful like that. Mentally repeating, you can sleep. Then you can sleep well. Ah, Sukhaṁ Supati. Then the second one, Sukhaṁ Patibhujyati. Sukhaṁ Patibhujyati means you can wake up easily, happily. Not with a lone face. Hmm? You can wake up happily, Sukhaṁ Patibhujyati. Then the third, Na papakam supinam pasati. When you, when you sleep, you have no nightmare, no bad dreams. 
ಕಮತಿ you are you will be not hurt by a weapon poison or fire nas agiva visangva satangva kamati then the eight one tuatang chittang samadhiyati your mind immediately becomes concentrated when you practice metta your mind mind becomes concentrated immediately tuata tuata chittam samadhiyati then mukha vanno vipasidati your countenance your face becomes uh, bright when you practice metta mukha vanno vipasidati the tenth one uh asam mulho kalam karoti when you die you die without any confusion asam mulho kalam karoti the last one uttaring appati vijjanto brahma lokupago hoti after death you will be born in brahma realm these are the 11 benefits of practicing developing metta so let's understand now how to practice metta you know there are different methods now nowadays there are different methods to practice four basically there are four methods to practice let's understand this four um of the four actually the buddha has recommended only two the other two not from the original discourses other two from commentaries so the buddha recommended uh, let's understand the four first the first one is first you to uh, you to develop you to generate love and friendliness within you and then you to extend love and friendliness to different uh, directions in the world different quarters first quarter the second quarter third quarter fourth up down that is how due to 
extend metta in this manner. That is the first, uh, first method. And the second method is you to develop metta, you to generate metta within you and you to extend it from you, you to extend it to the other beings, other people, other beings in the world gradually. Say, starting from here, in this hole, in this meditation center, in this uh, village, in this state, in this country, in this world, like that. That is the second method. The third method is, you generate loving friendliness and then you extend loving friendliness to individuals, different individuals, starting from, say, for instance, starting from your mom. Mom, dad, the family members and relatives, like that, individually. That is another method. And the fourth one is, you generate loving friendliness and you extend loving friendliness to different directions in the world. Means thinking, uh, may all beings in the north be well, happy and peaceful. May all beings in the south be uh, happy, 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 well, happy and peaceful. Like that, different directions in the world. There are ten directions in the world. That is the geographical uh, directions. Geographically, you are thinking that north, south, uh, east, west, and then northwest, southwest, southeast, like that. That is another method. So, of the three, uh, of the four methods, the first and the second one, Buddha has recommended in the discourses. First one and the second one. So that is how we have to understand. And when we practice, we, we have to practice the first one and the second one. This is recommended. Let's take a discourse, a short discourse, to understand how it is recommended. Buddha has recommended this in several discourses, but tonight I would like to take a discourse delivered by one of his foremost uh, prominent disciples. That was, he was Venerable uh, uh, Anuruddha. Venerable Anuruddha. In uh, Mahayana tradition they call Aniruddha. Anuruddha or Aniruddha. So, Anuruddha, Venerable Anuruddha was the foremost of all monks. He was the foremost uh, of divine eye. He has developed his eye, divine eye. Because of that, he, he had the power to talk with deities. He, he, had very, he had conversations with different deities in different realms. And it was he who uh, observed, tried to understand the Buddha's mind when the Buddha passed away. When the Buddha passed away, together with other monks, so there were many monks at that time, the monks, uh, when the Buddha attained different jhanas, 
different stages of absorption, jhana. Venerable Anuruddha observed this. He understood that the Buddha first attained the first jhana, then the second jhana, third jhana, fourth jhana, then the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth attainments, all material and immaterial. Buddha then from the eighth one again came down from seven to seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And again from first, first, second, third, fourth. At the fourth jhana, fourth level, Buddha passed away. Whenever Anuruddha observed this, Anuruddha knew this, how Buddha passed away. And after his passing away, Venerable Anuruddha tried to understand what happens to the Buddha's mind. But he himself couldn't understand. Because the mind, that mind, in that mind, it is called anidassana vinyana, featureless consciousness, infinite consciousness. There is nothing to cling to, no place to cling to. That is the purified mind. So, no one can grasp it. So, the Venerable Anuruddha delivered a special discourse referring to metta. According to this discourse, this is from Majjhimanika, the Middle Length Saints. Uh, once when the Buddha was living at the place called Savati, Jetas Grove, Anathapendika's Park, sometime you, you might, some of you might have visited this place in India. It is a wonderful place. Even today when you go there, you can see where the Buddha lived. His kuti, his cell is there, huh? the foundation. When you see that place, you can say, Oh, this is the place where the Buddha lived. Oh, wonderful. Oh, what excellent place. Huh? It is excellent. It is excellent. Sadhu, sadhu. You can... You can develop your shraddha, you can develop your confidence. You can then really understand, oh, this is the very place where the Buddha lived. So then you can develop your trust, confidence. So, when the Buddha lived that place, Venerable Anuruddha also lived in the same monastery. One day, uh, a person, the carpenter, named Pancha Kanga, he asked a person, asked one of his friends, to go to the monastery and uh, respect Venerable Anuruddha, keeping his head at the feet of Venerable Anuruddha. That is how normally the people respected the monks. Those days, in the time of the Buddha, they respected in such a way. Not only those days, even today in Asia, most people in, our, in Buddhist countries, most people respect the monks in that way, keeping the head uh, at the feet of the monk. That's, that is uh, to respect the monks. So, venerable, uh, so this person, this carpenter, Panchakanga, asked one of his friends to go to the monastery 
and respect venerable anuruddha and invite him uh, together with three more monks three other monks to come to this carpenter's house for the following days dana meal so this person went to the uh, monastery and he respected venerable anuruddha and invited him for the dana the following day dana at uh, this carpenter's uh, house and further this carpenter told told him please ask them to uh, be punctual come the uh, come punctually come on the proper time because uh, the carpenter was very busy like you ha huh? most of you are very busy ha huh? like you even that time you know the people are busy that's true people are busy so his carpenter was he said please tell them please tell venerable anuruddha and the other monks to come punctually because carpenter uh, is very busy uh, with the activities in the palace the, the king's activities <laughs> so cannot escape so when this uh, was said venerable anuruddha silently concerned he accepted this invitation and then the following morning he together with uh, the three monks so four monks all together they came to the carpenter's house for dan then they went uh, this carpenter offered dana offered meal and after meal he sat uh, on a lower seat that is another tradition that when the, the people sit with monks they normally sit in on lower seats uh, that is to rest again to respect the monks monks and nuns uh, uh, both so as he sat on on a lower seat he said bante venerable sir these some senior monks have told me to practice develop immeasurable deliverance of mind in pali the term is appamana cheto vimukti appamana cheto vimukti appamana means in immeasurable immeasurable deliverance of mind that is immeasurable deliverance of mind is metta metta immeasurable metta so some monks has told him to develop immeasurable metta that is the meaning and his further says and some others of the senior monks have told me to develop exalted deliverance of mind exalted deliverance of mind is uh, mahagata mahagata cheto vimukti that is immeasurable uh, then that is exalted metta metta as an exalted uh, deliverance of mind so these two he says pante this senior monk some senior monks have told me this to develop these two things so the, my question is he says my question is whether these two are 
the same or difference in names and uh, and its meaning, whether it is whether they, they are two different things or one thing. Then Venerable Anuruddha said, Okay, tell me as you understand it. First tell me as you understand it, as you know, tell me, then I will explain, I will clarify it. Then he said, as I understand, these both are the same. Only the two, two different names, but the meaning, as I see, the meaning is the same. Then Venerable Anuruddha said, no, these two are not the same, but these two are two different things. Two different things. The first one is immeasurable deliverance of mind. That is appamana cheto vimukti. That is immeasurable metta, in other words. Immeasurable metta is, Venerable Anruth displays, when, when a person develops this metta, love and friendliness, he extends this to all beings in different directions, different quarters. He extends love and friendliness to one quarter pervading loving friendliness to all beings in one quarter. And then the second one, the third one, fourth one, and upper and lower. That is called immeasurable metta, limitless metta. That is one method. And then he explained the second method, which is when developed, he says, suppose a person, a meditator, is practicing metta, love and friendliness, he, he generates love and friendliness, and there he, as he is uh, practicing under a tree, he thinks that may all beings in, under this tree be well, happy and peaceful, and then he extends it to some other trees, may all beings around these trees, uh, and then extend in the village, then to the uh, city, to the kingdom, to the world, like that. That is called exalted deliverance of mind. That's Mahagata, Mahagata Cheto Vimukta. So these are the two methods, he said. These are the two methods of practicing. That is why they are, uh, that is the, they are difference. He, point out, he pointed out the difference. Then further he says, Venerable Anuruddha says, there are four kinds, four types of radiance. Four types of radiance. One is, the first one is Parittaba. Parittaba means limited radiance. So, there is one kind, one particular radiance Radiance, which is called limited radiance, paritaba. The second one is uh, immeasurable radiance, appamanaba, appamanaba, immeasurable radiance. Third is defiled radiance, that is sankiritaba. The fourth one is uh, pure radiance, pure radiance. That is called Parishuddhaba. 
these are the four types of radiance so he explain those who are practicing metta they have this radiance you know metta is a radiance you can emit it you can uh, extend metta to all beings like a beam like a light when you develop when you uh, cultivate metta is like a beam like a light you can extend the light to all beings in your front back like that so this radiance he says when they develop this after they are death they are born in different realms they are born in heaven heavens as deities when they are born there their radiance are different according to their practice in their previous life say while they are, while they were practicing here if they practice properly with a pure heart then their brightness the brightness of light is different from others so the vendaval anuruddhas he knows this because he has the power to uh, have conversation with this deities he has seen seen this he has seen the different deities their light their radiance their color he has seen this all he says there are assembled uh, assemblies deities assemblies in the assemblies he says in the assemblies when they are together there is they are uh, difference of their radiance cannot be seen because they are together when they are together the radiance is the same almost the same but there the color difference is there but when they disperse when they go uh, separately then one can see the color difference and the difference of radiance so then they he further says though they are living in such a way they have no idea they have no idea of clinging to anything they do not they do not think that uh, the life is permanent life last long there they simply live there they delight wherever they go they are delighted wherever they go this they do not grasp it so for that here venerable anuruddha anuruddha gave a simile like flies on uh, carrying pole you know that in asia some people like fishermen those who want to uh, selfish fish or meat they take this in uh, what you call carrying pole huh? two basket in the the pole uh, or in a basket on on their head some people bring fish so there are flies on it and the flies wherever the person goes the flies goes there that's it they have, they have no thinking that is the the simile given by venerable anuruddha like that they are they are light hearted wherever they go they simply live there when this was said 
another monk who went with him named kachana abhya kachana he asked bante venerable sir are these are these uh, deities uh, those who are limited radians and uh, immeasurable radians he asked then venerable anuruddha said some of them are limited for limited radians some are called immeasurable radians so he further asked what is the difference what is for the difference what is the reason of course why why they are such the some some are the dim light some are bright light what is the difference why what is the reason he asked uh then venerable under the explain it is because of their the way of their practicing so meditation when you develop when you practice it affects the radiance also if you are practicing as he said when the, when the practitioners are practicing with an impure mind and impure body that the body that the mind ha huh? then the when you are born in such a place the light is dim color is dim according to the way that you practice it. and those who practice with a pure mind pure uh, body then their brightness they they have bright light Hmm? that is the difference for that also venerable anuruddha gave simile gave a simile he says suppose a person suppose there is a lamp burning lamp the light of the lamp if the lamp is burning with a dirty wick and dirty oil then the light is also dim hmm? because this dirty as dirt dirty cloth for the wick and using sort of uh, oil which is dirty not pure oil then the light of the lamp is dim and when the light when the lamp is burning with pure oil and the pure wick then it is bright so this is the way friends if we are practice when we are practicing metta or whatever meditation we have to practice it with a pure heart pure mind that is the that is the lesson to understand the dhamma to develop our mind we have to do it with a with a pure heart to develop this mind to follow the teaching teaching of the buddha with a very uh, honest heart then we can reap the results reap the better fruits therefore we have to understand the metta in this way the metta when we practice metta we have to practice we have to generate metta first and then we have to extend metta to all beings in the world irrespective 
of their differences. Once the Buddha said the stanza, which I recited at the beginning of this stanza, uh, this Buddha said, Metta vihari yo bhikkhu pasanno buddha sasane adhigacce padang santang sankarupa samang sukang. Metta vihari yo bhikkhu, any bhikkhu, any practitioner, any meditator, dwells in metta, if dwells in metta, metta vihari yo bhikkhu, Pasanno Buddha Sasane, if he has confidence in the teaching of the Buddha, Adhigacce Padang Santang, he reaches, he attains the state of unconditioned bliss, unconditioned bliss, the perfect peace, Nibbana. So, if one dwells in the, in Metta, one attains enlightenment. That's, that's the meaning. So let's understand this wonderful teaching of the Buddha and let's practice metta from time to time uh, and let's be more and more mindful so that we can understand the nature of this person, nature of the world, nature of the Dhamma and finally attain ultimate bliss of Nepal. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.